This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. When the South African Communist Party was conceived and born in secret between 1950 and 1952, it was the most anti-Jewish political party in South Africa, despite having, head for head, the greatest proportion of Jews among its leading members. So begins an article by Paul Truella that appeared in Politics Web a few years back. In his article, Paul argues that those Jews in South Africa who shot to prominence as members of the SACP, including names such as Rusty Bernstein, Joe Slovo, Ray Alexander, Ellie and Violet Weinberg, Eli and Jaime and Esther Basel, among others, would almost certainly have been executed themselves by Stalin because they were Jews if they had been communists in Russia or anywhere in Eastern Europe in that time. Paul, an anti-apartheid activist who was jailed for two years for his political activities, was himself briefly a member of the Communist Party. He joins me now to explain a topic that he has written extensively on to share his insights on Jews and the SACP. Paul, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks very much, Cherise. It's, it's a pleasure and an honor. Uh, Paul, your article looks to um, Stalin uh, being quoted as saying Jews... Uh, are Judas, in other words, traitors, and betrayers by nature and by history, okay? You deserve to be destroyed. Yet so many Jews were part of the Communist Party, especially here in South Africa, um, founding members. Can you explain that dichotomy? It's, it's, it's a great uh, contradiction, and it's, it's a great ongoing problem in, in, in relation to understanding Jewish history in South Africa and, and, and South African history, because... Uh, uh, Jews played uh, a, a, a tremendously important role uh, in uh, the struggle against apartheid, against the apartheid state in particular, uh, showing a great, enormous determination, great courage, and also tremendous, uh, a tremendous importance in relation to bringing the, the uh, a, a, a moral uh, ethic of um, anti-racism and uh, a non racialism, non-racism, uh, both into uh, the, 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 the Communist Party, the ANC, and finally into the Constitution. And these were tremendous achievements. Uh, I've just been working out that uh, in the time that I was in local and central prisons um, in, in, in uh, Pretoria uh, between 1965 and 1967, uh, 13 of us uh, 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 white political male prisoners were Jews. Uh, Dennis Goldberg, life sentence. David Kitson, 20 years. Jack Tarshish, 12 years. Barbara Person, 9 years. Roman Eisenstein, 7 years. Roly Ivanstein, 5 years. And so on and so on and so on. Eddie Warrenberg, 5 years. So on and so on and so on. Uh, 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 in, in a, on a demographic basis, uh, not just in relation to the country as a whole, but in relation to the white population, I suppose this was uh, in many ways out of proportion uh, uh, to, to, to the actual de demography of Jews within South Africa at the time. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm not in any way uh, uh, becoming critical of that. Uh, that was a huge and uh, critical and decisive contribution. However, uh, at the time uh, when the uh, uh, Communist Party of South Africa was banned by the apartheid state in which the uh, uh, racist uh, uh, pro-Nazi John Forster, who'd been uh, uh, interned during the Second World War, 
was in power, um, uh, when the the Communist Party of South Africa was banned in 1950, this was the time when Stalin was carrying out his uh, murderous pogrom against Jews in the Soviet Union. And um, uh, in in particular, uh, the the, the most prominent uh, uh, Jewish actor in the Soviet Union, Solomon Mikhoyles, Stalin had personally had him killed in a fake uh, traffic accident uh, far away from Moscow in Minsk in uh, uh, 1948, and then given him a state funeral as a complete charade. Uh, And in 1949, uh, uh, in 1948, another poet, uh, Itzik Pfeffer, a Yiddish poet, uh, was arrested. uh, The 26th January 1949, Solomon Lozovsky was arrested. Now, he had been an old Bolshevik colleague of Lenin, He'd been an executive secretary of the Soviet Central Council of Trade Unions, uh, a member of the Central Committee of the Communist Party from 1939, and he had been former uh, Soviet deputy foreign minister from 1939. But he had been the head of the Jewish Anti-Fascist Committee from 1941 during World War II. And the principal uh, uh, victims of Stalin in that purge, which culminated... In, uh, the, on the 12th of August 1952, in what is known as the Night of the Murdered Poets, were Jewish. Not only Jewish, they were leaders of the Jewish Anti-Fascist Committee. Now, how come, you could ask, did uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, leader and boss of the Communist Party uh, wipe out the, the members of the Jewish Anti-Fascist Committee um, at, and in that period? And that then led, in 1953 to the uh, so-called Jewish doctor's plot, which was just an allegation. Um, And uh, 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 Stalin told a meeting of the Presidium of the Central Committee on the 1st of December 1952, and this comes from notes by a Presidium member from that time, which which has survived. He said, every Jew is a nationalist, an agent of American intelligence. Jewish nationalists believe that their nation has been saved by the USA. There you can become rich and bourgeois. Among the doctors, there were many Jewish nationalists. Unsatisfactory situation in the security police. Blunt vigilance needed. So uh, this was an an appalling anti-Jewish attack that took place at that time, which terrified and terrorized all Jews in in the Soviet Union at that time. A friend of Flo's and mine, uh, a very fine person who was a member of uh, the underground SACP at that time, says how ashamed she is today of what she had done at that time because she had been told by the uh, uh, underground illegal Communist Party to go and speak to a Jewish organization or maybe more than one Jewish organization and say that it was all fine what was happening in the Soviet Union, that it was not really an anti-Semitic plot. So here we've got a problem that actually at its very foundation, the SACP, uh, 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 refused to acknowledge the reality of anti-Semitism in the Soviet Union. And that has presented a ter- terrible problem with ongoing consequences up to today in the relation of the SACP and with the ANC towards Israel in particular. But unfortunately, it goes back a very long way. It goes back to Karl Marx. I've got uh, in front of me the Penguin Book of Marx's early writings, And I'm looking at his essay on the Jewish question, which he wrote in 1843, 
for a German, who was still in Germany at that time, for a, a, a publication called uh, uh, Jahrbücher, uh, the yearbooks. And there he, he says this, this is Karl Marx. Let us not look for the Jew secret in his religion. Rather, let us look for the secret of the religion in the real Jew. What is the secular basis of Judaism? Practical need, self-interest. What is the secular cult of the Jew? Haggling. What is his secular God? Money. Well then, emancipation from haggling and from money, that is from practical real Judaism, would be the same as the self-emancipation of our age. And he goes on to say, uh, further on in the article, money is the jealous God of Israel before whom no other God may stand. Now, uh, this right at its foundation has presented a tremendous problem in the um, uh, history of, of, of the formation of, of the Communist Party in 1921 and then further through to this period of pogroms, of, of, of Stalin's pogrom against Jews, and then now into the age of the Islamic Jihad. And there is a terrible further problem here, and that is this. Um, and I'm going to read here from uh, the English translation of the Quran by N.J. Dawood from Penguin. It's the Penguin uh, edition from 1977. I'm reading from Surah, or chapter 33, the Confederate tribes, verses 26 and 27. It reads like this. He, meaning Allah, brought down from their strongholds those who had supported them from among the people of the book and cast terror into their hearts so that some you slew, meaning killed, and others you took captive. He made you masters of their land, their houses, and their goods, and of yet another land on which you had never set foot before. Truly, Allah has power over things. Now, this has presented all kinds of problems, uh, because... Um, in my interpretation, if in uh, one of the most major of contemporary world religions with over a billion members, here in the single decisive critical book, which every member must know and read, there is this statement about Jews, because it refers to what happened in the year 627, according to the Christian calendar, in Medina, when a war took place between uh, the Muhammad's uh, uh, Islamic army and the Jewish settlement, which led to all the Jewish men who were captured in, because they were defeated being decapitated and all the women and children being enslaved. Now, if this is in contemporary uh, history, as it has been for the past 13, 1400 years roughly, and if... Uh, such an important factor in South African political life as the Communist Party, with its tremendous authority in uh, the thinking of the struggle against apartheid, and um, particularly the role of, 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 of the Communist Party in exile uh, in in Angola during the Cold War period there. Uh, this, this produces a tremendous problem uh, uh, about how to interpret not merely past history, but uh, current history. And in my view, it has led to a, a very shameful um, uh, one-sided uh, uh, attack on Israel and uh, a lack of critical thinking in relation to really significant problems affecting Africa itself. 
These include the, the what is never was never talked about. We were never told about it. We were never taught it in the Communist Party. It was never taught in the ANC either. And that is the East African Islamic slave trade, which uh, 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 went on for three times as long as the uh, West African, uh, uh, basically Christian European slave trade to the Americas, that is to North America and South America, uh, which by and large the uh, 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 white Christian population who have been responsible for it, uh, both, both in Britain and in North America in particular, they put an end to it in the end themselves. But the Islamic slave trade uh, in Africa, it was not Muslims who put an end to it. Um, I've got a book called The Last Slave Market by Alastair Hazel, a very important book um, about Zanzibar and the extremely difficult struggle that was undertaken by uh, the British consul in, in, in Zanzibar finally to, to get uh, uh, Britain to have enough authority to put an end to the slavery of black people in East Africa, stretching down all the way south to Mozambique, as it happens, which itself has... has uh, an Arabic name derived from Musa bin Bik, uh, who, who, who was a, a slave owner, slave trader uh, off the coast of Mozambique. Paul. So, uh, and, and, and jihad is a major issue in Africa today, and it cannot be avoided. It's a real issue in Kenya, it's a real issue, of course, in Somalia, it's a real issue in Nigeria, uh, Chad, uh, Cameroon, and so on, and so on, and so on. And it, it cannot be ignored. So these are major questions of thinking, of reading, of study and interpretation and discussion. But discussion has been dead in South Africa. Paul, if I I can pick up on that point of discussion being dead, I mean, we understand, I mean, and you've just described the roots of anti-Semitism go deep. Why were so many Jews duped into continuing their support? Why why is there lack of critical thinking among Jews? Uh, Ideology is a funny thing, very strange thing. It's not the same as critical thinking. It is, by its very nature, uncritical thinking. And very often people get into it for personal reasons, deep down, unconsciously, uh, that they are not actually aware of and cannot acknowledge themselves. Um, And so there is an issue here of of the ashamed Jew. And I think, uh, would would it be accurate to call Marx an ashamed Jew? Back there in the 1840s, a very brave man, uh, a genius, actually, in, in his thinking, an extraordinarily important thinker, a uh, tremendously hard worker and student. Would it be correct to call him an ashamed Jew? Well, it's very difficult to know what not to call him. How different was what Marx wrote then from what uh, Wagner wrote in the same decade, in the 1840s, to a Judentum in der Musik, about Jewishness in music? which I was one of the sources of Nazism, ultimately, in the end, that, that document. So, so we're talking, you know, if we were to look at the history of Germany, you can't ignore this comment by Marx, this, this uh, uh, a very important article by Marx. If you were to go forward uh, 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 100 years from when it was written to uh, 1943, with Shoah in full strength, so... Um, we, we have to do a lot of thinking, and this issue of, of, of the Jew who does not wish to be identified too closely as a Jew, doesn't much to, wish to have to stand up as a Jew particularly, not necessarily uh, 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 not acknowledging being a Jew, 
um, <laughs> it's, it's very strange because the Jewish presence was so strong. There is this issue um, uh, of the ashamed Jew, which is real. And in relation to the condition of Israel today, faced with what I regard principally as jihad, it's not principally a Palestinian question, it's an issue of Islamic jihad. And the fact is that um, under Muhammad, Muhammad was very proud of having made Arabia, Judenheim, himself. And that never changed after that time. Um, uh, 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 the, what is the uh, stance of Iran towards Jews um, uh, as, as, as a state? Uh, we know very well what Islamic State uh, of, 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 uh, in, in, in Syria and, 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 the, and the Levant uh, what, what its stand has been. We, very, we know very well this, what the stand of Al-Qaeda is. We know what Al-Shabaab is. We know what Boko Haram is. Are we actually not to take these matters seriously? Paul, um, we have uh, literally run out of time. However, <laughs> I'm going to ask one question, and that is around the new left and the anti-Semitism. Yes. Is that related to the old left and anti-Semitism when the left yes. was supposed to be fighting all forms of racism and proudly doing so, um, anti-Semitism included? It's a very, very strong question, and I think you're absolutely right. And uh, it's a particularly strong question in, in the United Kingdom, in Britain right yes. now, in the Labour Party, where basically with the exception of a, a, a small number of individuals, of individual Jews, the Jews, after having been members of the Labour Party since its foundation, having regarded it as their home, and as, as, as the great bulwark against uh, anti-Semitism, the pogrom, Nazi politics, particularly in the 1930s in this country, in the days of Mosley, um, uh, the Jews have had to, have, uh, with tremendous anguish, have had to leave the Labour Party because uh, anti-Semitism has risen to the top of the Labour Party. And um, uh, uh, this is partly because of this long history of the Marxist uh, uh, left and then the new left, which was very much uh, influenced by the broader culture of Marx relating to the philosophy of Hegel uh, in, in a less dogmatic fashion than Bolshevism, uh, uh, Russian Bolshevism, uh, left Marxism. Um, but this anti-Semitic heritage is very strong within socialist politics. It was very strong in France among the, the leaders of the Paris Commune, for instance, but not acknowledged. Jew meant uh, a financial exploiter, etc. And uh, today, in a country like Britain, where uh, the Muslim population is something like, uh, I don't know, ten times bigger than that of the Jewish population, there is the issue of the, Jew, of, of the Muslim vote. And that's a very serious issue. And, um, and, and consequently, it has political consequences. And um, it's very important that uh, people have the courage to actually face up to the complexities of this heritage. And the fact is, exists too, that uh, Hitler's ally during the Second World War was the Grand Mufti of Jerusalem, Hajamin al-Husseini, who recruited uh, Bosnian Muslims in very large numbers into the SS with terrible consequences in uh, Yugoslavia among the non-Jewish population, uh, Serbs and, and Croats and Slovenes and so on. Um, and, uh, and, and so there is this heritage of 
most live issues in the world today. And, and so uh, uh, the issue of the survival of Israel is a, a question of moral conscience uh, uh, across the globe, and it's particularly a moral, an issue of moral conscience for Jews. And it's intolerable that um, uh, falsification of thinking and um, uh, a bad conscience be uh, uh, unchallenged. Well, so, that, yeah, that's, that's unbelievable, powerful. I mean, Paul, I couldn't say it better than what you did. Um, you, it's very powerful what you've just said. It's very thought-provoking, and of course, um, you know, bringing the history, as you said, to our future, understanding our past in terms of understanding our present and our future. I think you've given a lot to think about. As always, I'd like to thank you for being a guest on my show. Um, certainly, we're going to talk again at some point about your your book about Quatra, which is obviously a hot hot topic here in South Africa. Uh, Paul, thank you so much, as always, for joining me. Uh, Cherise, thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, it's, a, it's a privilege for me and very meaningful for me, and I'm very grateful. Thank you very thank much, Thank you, Paul. Cherise. Thank, thank you, you to you. That was former anti-apartheid activist Paul Truella sharing his thoughts on um, the South African Communist Party and bringing a little bit of history to bear on that